Hi, and welcome to Building Perspective with Matt Riley and Molly Elfman. We're here to bring value to you and your team by exploring all things sales and marketing related. All from different perspectives. All right, and this uh, is a very special episode of Building Perspective. Welcome. I was your uh, old host, Matt Riley, now to be the guest host filling in for some of the Group 2 crowd here with my friend Anthony Kent of Cawthron Homes, and uh, we are here to talk a little bit about self-touring. Welcome, welcome, Anthony. We talked about self-touring, you and I did, um, during during COVID, during the you're not allowed to go outside and talk to humans era. Now, you and I live in the semi-free state of North and South Carolina. So. <laughs> political <laughs> freedom uh so yeah. we we didn't have those those some of those lockdown issues uh like some people did however there was still some concern about like how are we going to get people in these homes right it was i mean this was still really new i mean this was q4 into q3 of 2020 so yep. now you've been doing this yep. for a solid well you've been doing it a little over two years you've got data Yes. for a solid two years. So yeah, and that you know, and and really, the funny part is, we we had known about self touring homes for a couple of years because it was big in the rental industry and on vacations. And then it was that fall of 2020. You and I were talking back and forth, and I'm like, this, you know, how how let's bring this into new homes. What do you think? And so I think that's that where the conversation started. Is what was another tool besides FaceTiming people who didn't yeah. want to come out? And then. Uh, it sounded simple. You got me going and uh, we just sort of tore it apart and built it back up and exploded the uh, program. So it's it's a lot of fun. Well, yeah. So we got two years worth of data. Yep. And so what, how did it go? Like what's, what's your 20,000 foot overview, one sentence, does it work? And then we'll unpack it from there. 20,000 feet. Uh, yes, it works if you have homes that are inventory homes to sell. Uh, the, the whole game I've learned in two years uh, selling homes like this, this is about numbers. This is about keeping people at the table, playing cards. And the more people you can get through your homes, um, you know, and, and ease uh, with no friction, the more success you have on a homeowner finding the home. It's just, it's just all about numbers. You know, how can we get more people through a home that I need to sell right now? Yeah. And, and that's what it is. It works. So. Okay. So there's, it works. Now let's unpack it. So All right, yeah. well, I didn't, we, now we're going to get in the time machine and we're going to rewind and we're going to say, okay, we have a problem. The problem was we need to get more people in front of us. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and, that, and, that, and that came out. I think that's an industry. Like when you talk about how normal times are with leads uh, and not the last 18 months, but like what we're getting ready to face and what it was two years ago in 19. And that was that, uh, you know, only one out of four of our of our leads that registered ever would come to our community or they'd make an appointment. So that was that's always been our problem. How do you get a lead to come to the community or a home? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you get them in the house? Right. And so what and I love your shirt, Metsy. People may not know what Metsy is. Uh, do you want to tell them what Metsy is? Uh, I stole it from me. I didn't, I guess I did steal it from Matt. Matt, you did a podcast. You're like, look, and we talked about this before your podcast with Nugo, and that was, what do we got to do to make it easy to say yes? So our mantra this year for Cawthorn Homes is Metsy. Metsy is a slang word, make it easy to say yes. And it's something that we can say to everybody in the company about doing a better job or this, this home needs a little Metsy. This deal needs some Metsy. The community needs some Metsy, or we got to give more Metsy to make a deal happen. So it's all about making it easy to say yes. And I know that's 
been your focus. So we kind of stole that. That's okay. You <laughs> steal away. And so how do we make it easy to say yes? Well, we make it easier for people to see homes. Uh, that's right. So our peers, you know, they surveyed those 75% of people who never came out. And they said, why didn't you come out? When, it, when the information came out, it was like half of them just said, I can't conform to your business operating hours of 10 o'clock to 6 o'clock. Uh, the, the vast majority, 70%, when Zillow's report came out in 2021, or 2020 actually, said that these people just prefer to open up homes with their phone and just see them at their own time. And that 64% didn't even want to meet with a salesperson, which is me. Uh, every time I have to go shop for furniture, I, I, I walk into the store, make a hard left and avoid every salesperson, just trying to see if I can see what it is I want to buy. And uh, meeting with salespeople is always a challenge, and that is a big one. But in the end, 80% uh, of people, these buyers, they have to see a home in person to truly understand, you know, how it works. So, sure. Yeah. Okay. So how do you, you know, so, cause here, here's, I'm going to play throughout this conversation. I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate here. I'm a, okay. I'm a certainly a believer in self-touring. However, I do have some legitimate concerns that we can talk about, right? So um, I'm, I'm going to skip right through the what I guess what might be some of the super obvious ones, which are security. We can we can briefly talk about that, but like security, people are vetted to get in. We can kind of check those boxes where they're going to get their ID is going to be verified or they're going to have a credit card, you know, that's going to verify their ID. So we're going to kind of skip through that and then get into, right, get into the part of when someone goes in your house, like how you know, how are they, how are we, how are we getting, how are we getting them to understand our homes are different if they're just going in there by themselves? Like every builder has their own value proposition. How, how do we get that information across to the buyer if they're touring the home all alone after hours? Um, yeah. And after hours is key because that's when the majority of the tours end up happening as we've learned through the data. But so, you know, it's, it's simple to set up a home on self tour. That's, you know, the hardware, the software, you schedule it. The, the important part is you have to have these continuous touch points with a buyer as soon as they walk in the door. So they receive the texts from us. They receive the information to call us if they need anything. Mm -hmm. But then we learned um, in the last two years, we could ramp up marketing uh, to all these different elements. And that is by having QRs in the home that they could scan where a video comes on and it, maybe it's the salesperson introducing a community or this home or my favorite part, and then getting information throughout the home that they can put their hands on or see. So we, you know, it, it, you're right. It's a self tour, but it can't be just four walls. It has to be and information about the home. So you'll, we, display a lot of our unique features so our living iq product uh like what you have with future proof it's similar in that as i want to tell you more about what's behind the walls so yeah. it's like ramping up to once they're in to become immersed like in disney where like all this all these elements are sort of around them to help them but because the easy part is everybody knows what a kitchen is and a bedroom and whether or not they like the way the sun faces or the trees are growing so sure Right. Yeah. There's going to be some things like, is this house big enough? Does it, you know, but like if they've never been in one of your homes before and, or you've got some really unique things, like I have some unique things that are in my homes that, that do require some explanation, right? Like people go walk in and they look at it and they're like, wait, what am I looking at? What is this? Uh, you know? And, yeah. and that's one of the biggest, and, and this is the, one of the biggest frustrations that I have in, you know, 
uh, with real estate agents is they, when, when they set up, they schedule a showing, they want to take their buyer out there and you're like, yeah, one of our folks or I'll meet you right out there. And they almost get a little offended that you're going to meet them out there and like, I'm fully qualified to show this house. And yeah, you want to be like, well, actually you're not fully qualified to show this house because <laughs> you don't know anything about how we build you, you know, but you know, so that's, I think that's, that's smart. That's thinking about, all right, how do I is on their time? How yeah. can they learn more about my value proposition about what this home has to offer? Well, and even what you said, th those are your, you know, cementing the, the details of assurance. Uh, but in the beginning, you know, unless a person accepts the flow and the look of a home, the other stuff doesn't matter. They have to connect. And the idea with self tour is just does it, you know, is, is the discovery portion complete, you know, 90% of the discovery buyer's journey. Do they connect with the home? And then when you start talking about engineered floor trusses and your insulation, then it's all just more meaningful to them. So, I mean, as far as self-tour side. Sure. So what is your, um, when, when someone comes in, they they tour the home, what is your overall, do you have the overall, and I don't know, sorry if I'm, I'm asking you this and you don't know it, but what, do you have the overall conversion rate from tour to contract? Uh, tour to contract. So, you know what I did, and, and it's so funny when we talk about metrics and conversion. There's so many different ways to run the numbers, so we have we have to come up with what is the best. Um, so I took now, and the data from the last 24 months, which which I have, is sort of uh, got a little gap in it, and that is because we didn't have finished homes to sell the first part sure. of 22 and the last part of 21. Yeah. But nonetheless, when we did have a finished home, we would stick it on self-tour at market price because we weren't pre-selling homes during that time. I was just selling them as they're done. And then we, of course, self-tour would light up right away. So we go back and we had just under 800 tours in the system. And of those 800, that represents about 331 individual leads because most people will tour about two and a half times or three times. Okay. So I say, what are my total leads? 331. Got it. I took those 331 and we identified every one of those that is a homeowner of our company in the last two years. And the answer was 38 or 11%. So then I said, okay, great. So then we looked hard at those 38 buyers. And then we were able to identify that 13 of them, we knew for fact, their first contact with our company was not with a sales agent. It was by seeing a home that they could self-tour, self-touring, and then uh, calling us basically or when we call them, they say, yeah, I want to learn more. I want to buy the home. So we know we had 13 that truly used the self-tour platform as their first contact method with our company. That led to a sale. That, that they are buyers. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. The, yeah. 13 right. to 38. Um, but then what we, you, there are other tours in there and, um, you know, and the, and the whole idea was self-tours. People may say, well, that's a low conversion. Well, I think it's high because the idea of self-tour is to get as many people as you can to look at yeah. a home and remember how many of those people aren't even qualified to buy or not ready to buy. So, um, you know. Yeah, well, you did a great little, you got a chart. Let me see if I can find it in front of me. Uh, you're like a break, a cost breakdown. So basically startup cost, you're looking at, you know, you estimated 175 bucks for a lock. You're going to buy a hub, which, you know, for you need to have for each individual home, that's 250 bucks. You're saying 50 bucks for a sign in the yard. That's an expensive sign, Anthony, by the way. 50 bucks uh, for a yard. Well, sign? you know, I say sign, signage, display. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, yeah, $50 sign. I don't know what you're paying in Raleigh for signs, but, you know, it's everybody's going. for a yard sign seems like steep to me. Well, you got to uh, buy the metal frame. The metal frame is $27. <laughs> right. That's right. You're right. Those metal frames are 
makes me vomit in my mouth every time I have to order those. Anyway, um, but let's just say it was 470. So let's just say every single time it's roughly $500. Yeah, to start a program, to start a kit. Yeah. But I don't know about you, but I would spend $500 to have a sale. Uh Oh, it's easy. Yeah. That, right. Like it is, it is inexpensive to do that. We look at our cost per lead. We look at our, but when you look at what your total overall marketing expenditures are and you break that down to a cost per, a true cost per sale, not a lead, not an appointment, but a real deal sale, you're going to be two to 3,000 bucks a unit for customer acquisition cost. Yes. Right. Yeah. So right. This and and, and 500, 500 bucks to start a system, that is a, a one-time sunk cost. Then I yeah. can move that system down the road. So it, it gets less and less. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And, we, that, and, then we, and then I always figure, I always figured about 150 bucks in like company labor time to go set up the system, program the software, take down the system. I, I budget like two and a half, three hours of total manpower. So I, I throw that in there. You know. Now I will say you, so you guys, um, you don't include a smart lock as a standard feature on your home. So what you do is when you have a, well, I'll, you tell us about what you do. I don't need to tell them about what you yeah, do. Yeah. Well, no, you're right. And you and I talked about this uh, and I've talked to other builders. Um, so I know you always did smart locks and you throw them in on homes, but I think I asked you about this years ago and you're like, yeah, some people just remove them. Cause the thing about smart locks are so many different versions that people yeah want and they're personal like are you a google person are you a ring person are you and the other thing we learned is um they're really nice it's like some people wanted the smooth smart locks you know and yeah. that doesn't work in self-tour because they're highly inaccurate the smooth screen and we want the push button ones because we want good feedback so i just basically rotate my uh z-wave front door control lock uh you know to the next home and then i you know we put back the old lock but we we don't mess with smart locks um, because I just think it's it's too hard to figure out what is a person wants and they just throw them away or ask you to buy them something else. I'm like, mm -hmm. ah, I don't want to get into it. So, so then, so you literally have your person is John. He literally goes to the yeah. different houses and takes off the regular deadbolt, puts this puts the smart self tour lock on, puts the hub in the house, sticks the mm -hmm. sign in the yard. And now comes back and you activate that thing on the website. And now you've got a house that's smart, yeah. that's ready for self-touring. Yeah. And John uh, has this down. I think it's, I can send him out and he'd be back in an hour and 15 minutes switching a home uh, for, for the system. Then you come back, program our website, you know, put in, you know, just sort of do the programming in for advertising. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it, so the costs aren't that bad. I mean, you pay now the hub is a half cellular, half Z-Wave network device. Z-Wave meaning just really a strong Bluetooth signal for residential. Um, and so you have to pay to keep the system going when it's in service. So I, when I have a house on self-tour, it basically costs me under $100 a month, about, well, $99 to keep it um, connected to the network because you're using a cellular device. Yeah. And, and to um, also pay for the software, the, the fees with the company or providers. But then I, you know, that's three and a quarter, three dollars and 45 cents a day. And I'm running my systems from uh, seven in the morning to seven at night. So I'm paying 33 cents an hour for basically a showing assistant. And when we get to the data of when people tour, those numbers make sense because they those tours are done when we don't have salespeople who want to work at these times. Yeah, sure. So I'm paying 33 cents to open up a house. Or, you know, what stage hour. of construction do you put that system in? 
So yeah, I'm asked this all the time. The, the answer is when, when a home, uh, if you're a builder, you know what the QI stage is. That's when your builder on site presents the home to quality inspection. And at that point, the home is gonna be clean and ready to be inspected uh, by QI, which is um, when we go through our, our teams and double check the production manager. Yeah. So at that time, the home is clear or clean then we shoot photos of the home because at this point we're also going to market the home and other methods on, on a uh, if it's a finished home so we don't like to market dirty homes or have them on uh, available for self-tour they have to be clean and then when we put the self-tour on then they're able to go in there and qi which means blue tape the home for a couple of days so yep. we, we allow that to happen right after self-tour and uh, that way we've got some really nice photos that we uh, put out in marketing of a home that's now available to self-tour and it goes on our site and our uh, integration sites like Zillow and whatnot, MLS. Yeah, right, right. Okay, so basically, at the end, you don't put it. You don't. You're not putting that thing on uh, before you got a CO or the house is, you know, painted but not finished. Not there's no power on in the house. You're you're yeah. you're waiting basically until if it's unsold by that time. You're you're waiting until you get to to where the house is punched out and cleaned. Yes, uh, it has to be safe, lockable. Um, clean, no questions about mistakes. You know, why is the trim sure. gapped here, missing there? Why is the tile being pulled up? And um, so, yeah, we, we like to be clean. So they are finished cars on the front row of the dealership that we're putting self-tour on. We don't put them on every home, just yeah. certain homes that are done, they're ready in, as, as a device to get people to engage more. So. so, yeah, so the great point, you're not putting it on every single inventory home you've got. These are literally unsold inventory homes that made it to completed they're still unsold. Now you're like, all right, this thing's unsold. It's done. It's clean. Somebody could move yeah. into it tomorrow. We call that at our company. We call that anything they could close in the 30 days. We call it a red house. Red so house. It's red. It's red. It can close in 30 days. It is red. Uh, and now it's like, we got to get more human beings, as many human beings, making it easy to say yes into that home is, right. is humanly possible. And, and, and we all are going to have uh, spec inventory homes this year. Now, mine was different because we weren't selling homes for the last 18 months until they were done because we were taking advantage of market pricing. I wasn't pre-selling in, in, in our uh, company. Um, but then when we flipped on demand going into third and fourth quarter, yeah, some homes showed up. Now we're back to self-touring, you know, a little harder. So sure. Yeah. Okay. And I, you know, and I've got some dog homes just like all of us that I just need to sell and I can't. And I just want as many people to look at it Every, you know, as much as I can. So sure, sure. So have you so overall feedback with buyer, uh, with buyers and that the overall process? Is it is is there been any frustrations from the buyer perspective? Like they're trying to get in a house at 9 30 at night and the crap's just not working right and they're mad and they can't get in. Uh yeah. So that's like one of our, I don't know, you know, four big lessons. One of them is we've learned is uh, how to manage consumer expectations because yes this is something that happens you know what there's you know there's ways to verify and register into the system to get the code on your phone to enter the home you have to register with a credit card or a driver's license we use credit card because it's faster and more accurate but then they have to match this billing zip code to their address they stuck in and when they don't match match there's an error you know or they're using a, a i don't know a prepaid card and it doesn't work and then every once in a while you get a call and it's like, oh, and this is what happened, managing expectations. They're call you, you know, they call a salesperson. It's Sunday at seven at night. They're like, hey, I'm here because I want to do the self tour. Um, it's not letting me register. Can you come down and let me in? 
So there's that thing that happens to all of us where we just want 24-hour service because you're offering a 24-hour service that they expect an operator to be available 24 hours. So that was the, the biggest frustration with customers is when, and it doesn't happen very often, but when they can't register correctly, and we know all the reasons why, so we walk them through it, and, um, and then they, but they think that you can all of a sudden just drive over there and right. unlock the door, or can you just unlock it right now? It's like, well, I, no, I, that's not how it works. It's sort of a feature that we use, but let's set an appointment with you. When are you next available? And then it, it will, I'll hear something like, well, I'm just in town. I'm going back home tonight. You know, this really stinks. I'm like, well, I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, you, just, you showed up, saw the home at itself too, or we didn't know about you. And we try right. our best, but that's the biggest one is managing the consumer expectations of access in the 21st century. Like they think it should work. There's always going to be somebody they can't make it work and they're going to make sure you know it. Right. And on that same line, one of the challenges we learned was that we had to be proactive in marketing to get the public to accept and know that it's OK that you can self-tour a home because the concept is foreign to them that they could just register, get in and look at it. And when, yeah. they, when it works, they're very thankful and they enjoy the experience because we're all people of experience, you know, that like experiential things to happen. You know, ex we like experience. And this is such a different experience of how to look for a home that they're, they, they like it, they engage it. So in the end, it works. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Okay. So we're making it easy for people to get in and see our homes. We're making sure that they're aware of the technology that's out there. Um, you know, we're setting up things within the home to make sure that when people are there, that they can see some some differentiation between us and what 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 our value propositions are and what you know it's you know and it's not the same but it's something right it's not the same as a full demonstration but this buyer right now doesn't want a full demonstration they're not looking for a full demonstration otherwise they just set up a full in person exactly one. you are exactly right some people just want to see the home and then ask questions later and be taught later so yeah. So knowing all of that, and mm -hmm. so all of that because that comes through. Have you found out? Like, have you? I'm sure. I'm sure you figured out what are the most like popular time slots or days, or like when do you see most people wanting to come through and and see something on their own? Um, yeah. It's so, not at midnight, I assume. No, I, I think some people wish, but we don't do that. But um, well. You know, we have a lot of tours are done by people who are doing a second and third tour, and they're bringing somebody back. So um, those don't, I don't really think about those second and third tours, but when I go through and I say my, uh, my initial tours, when Sunday makes contact, what were my most popular times? The biggest uh, day is Sunday, and that also aligns with the industry. The biggest day was Sunday, uh, followed by Saturday and then Friday. But what was unique about those is our biggest time slot was Sunday afternoon till about 6 p.m. was the yeah. biggest demand for self-serve. And then followed by Saturday mornings and Friday after work is a big self-tour day. Um, and what was really crazy, it, and so that's my biggest days. Like those are my times when they're the most popular. Now what's unique is in Cochrane Homes, we don't run sales centers on Sundays. So we do have a lot of self-tour activity on Sunday, but that's the day uh, that we let people just, well, we don't work on Sundays. It's just yeah. take a day off. If, you know, if they can self-tour if they connect, we're gonna hear about it. We're gonna talk to them on Monday. Sure. Um, the uh, so. That lays out the biggest ones right there. Okay, got it. I had a oh, oh, the last thing I was going to say. Well, we go. were very surprised how many tours took place on the Fourth of July, New Year's Eve, huh. New Year's Day, the day after Christmas, the day after Thanksgiving. Every day you can think of that we don't make ourselves people work. Yeah, those are big self tour days. Interesting. Huge self tour days. Right. So it's a way to stay open without being open. 
33 cents an hour. Yeah. It's crazy. Right. So it right. works. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Um, maybe this is a hardware thing. So on the locks that you guys use, I'm thinking about me. This is a truly a question about Matt and New Home Inc. Um, on your locks. So can you set a hard code nut lock code? That, and I'm making this up. One, two, three, four. Right. And that can serve as a MLS realtor code that they can use when they get to the property and also have this rotating code that the buyers can use when they set up self self uh, self touring. Yeah. So, well, let's see. So like my, uh, my software platform is you tour, uh, Tom Nelson's platform, which I like. Uh, yeah. He does have an integration now where real, he can, you can allow realtors to register in and then the realtors will start to get their own codes without going through the whole format like a consumer does. Yeah. Um, consumers always get different codes, good for that time for an hour. But I, I still use super boxes on these homes for realtors because it's faster. And yeah. my super key tends to do a few homes in the community as opposed to just this one. And then like um, we set, uh, we have a couple codes that salespeople use over and over, uh, production guys. And, yeah. then, um, and then we, re, you know, I, I like a quick set setup because we use um, quick set keys. So we smart key these, you know, smart key code change these yep. to work our builder inventory key. Um, but that's it, you know, but realtors generally use super in my program. Okay. So they'll get their MLS. But you can, you can have a master code programmed in, in addition to the alternating buyer codes. Yeah. I just don't like to give that out because the way the software works, uh, if, when you change the master code, it changes all of them. And like, nobody, uh, nobody knows that code except like John and me and maybe a salesperson, but we don't let people use the master code. Got it. Okay. Very yeah. good. All right. There you go. Cool. Yeah. So what else? So we've talked, so I, I think you're, you were saying you got, you can attribute 13 sales that are directly without a doubt, undisputed, like these came in because they came in here. They didn't go anywhere else. And then there's those, all the, all the other sales that you had, you had what was it? 33. Is that what you said? Uh, there were 38 of them where they were in our self tour. So they'd done self tours, but of the 38, 13, we knew for a fact based on our records that self tour, like for instance, they would show up at five 30 on a Thursday night, self tour the home. And the next day say, that's the home I want meaning that was their contact. We weren't there. They self-toured. They bought a home. Right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah. Very good. I, I mean, that's a success. I mean, I, I especially, I think when you start pulling out some of the craziness data of, of COVID and then, you know, yeah. as we, and I, it'll be really inter interesting to see as we progress through 2023. I mean, we all know 2023 is going to be a tougher market. I mean, yeah. I, I have not implemented self-touring on in my company yet, um, and the only, there was a couple of reasons. One, we didn't need to, because I didn't have any finished inventory home anyway, <laughs> no. you know? Um, and two, with supply chain issues, like as we talked about, I was trying to, I mean, I include a smart lock on the front door. And so there were supply chain issues and I was having, and still kind of having to change the lock based yeah. on use a different smart lock based on the veil of what my vendors no get. <laughs> and so it could never be the same consistent lock that I wanted to use to be able to implement um, self-touring. But yeah. now we're getting to a point, like I've got a couple homes that are finishing up that are uh, three specifically that are finishing up that aren't, uh, that are unsold. And I'm getting ready to go out there and start implementing some self-tour stuff because I just want more, the more eyeballs I can get in there. They're vetted, they're, 
you know, the, the better it is. We continue to grow our sales force. I don't have uh, model homes in play yet. That That's some, something that's not going to be ready until Q2, you know? And so, yeah, it's kind of, we got to make it easy for people to, to see our stuff. Um, yeah, you know, and when you were saying that, because a lot of builders don't have in-house salespeople. And the thing about self-tour, you can set these up and then hand it over to whatever general realtor you've contracted with you know, um, to be, to receive the information of the registrants so that homes are being showed as much as possible without having the agent have it, you know, the outside agent having to drive back and forth. So these systems can be used with in-house sales, or you can set them up and just sort of feed that information to your outside general broker that uh, sure. is with the national or something like that. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So um, what, what else is there? Is there anything else you feel like it's beneficial to everyone that they need to know as we start, as we kind of put a, as we put a bow on this thing. Well, yeah. One is the, the, the biggest thing we learned what self-tour did is it was giving us perfect lead information on every registrant that came through. So unlike mm. any human being, we were now able to get true phone numbers, true email, true names of people, which would go into our CRM, which would match to their LinkedIn, their Facebook, Google search, what homes yeah. they owned in the area. Um, we like that increase, increased discovery. Uh, process and the buyer's journey journey was uh, that part was over but we also found that it was a tool on Saturday uh, to increase sales capacity because if we were if uh, sales had an appointment on a Saturday and somebody walked in and couldn't be taken care of we could direct them to a self-tour home and keep them engaged in the product yeah and if we had a one-off house across town in a finished community we could just self-tour that home and not um, babysit it and then uh, all day long and do more with less people so, you know, the fact is it's never sick, so it's good, but um, you have to have good marketing. Um, oh, you mentioned John earlier. So I've, you know, surveyed several builders on self-tour and, and that it didn't work as well. And I've, I've, we asked them what was the problem and it all came down to not assigning ownership to one person. Self-tour uh, works yeah. the best when you have one person in charge of from start to finish, getting it installed, setting up the software, taking it off. When one person does it, it all works better. Field um, saying if everyone's in charge, no one is. Yeah, no, th and that's exactly what it was. And then it's like, uh, I don't know. Do you want to hear my tips and tricks? I'll give you six of them. Of course. Let's tips and trips. Who doesn't want tips and tricks? <laughs> well, these are like, like if you were to ask me, like Matt, if you say, hey, Anthony, I'm going to do some self-touring next week. And I'm going to say, let me give you a couple of tips that I've learned in two years. Let's hear it. All right. Number one is uh, get yourself a nice soft camera case that you can cut out the phone. And that's where you're going to store everything when you're not using it uh, because, it, you know, you want to keep everything together. And when we when we set up a home, we take the briefcase out and uh, unpack it, install it. We put the homes lock in it. We take the briefcase back to the office with the notes of where it's at, when it started, and we keep extra batteries. Um, what's another one? I told you we like push button locks on the Z-Waves because they're, it's less prone to errors. The smooth ones, people's fingers accidentally go across the incorrect number. It errors out. They can't get in. So oh, my fingerprints good. don't work. Yeah. So we want the good feedback push button. The quick set 910 is a good one. Um, one things I think I told you about before, it's a great one, is you want to be able to get people into your scheduling system when they call you without saying... Uh, go to new home inc forward slash self tour backslash enter now get code. So what we did is I went out and bought an easy URL from GoDaddy. So mine is myentercode.com. Yours could be uh, new home inc access, you know, so that yep. when somebody calls you and they're outside of a house, they're like, hey, um, I want to go over and look at this house. And it's like Saturday at 6 a.m. 
you're saying you can just say, look, just go over there, go and then get on myintercode.com. So you come up with an easy URL that you forward into your scheduling system. Um, we stopped verifying with driver's license as a tip because they're scratched. Um, they're in a wallet. You have to take a picture of it. It doesn't register it. So we, we like to verify a credit card, not, uh, not driver's license. And then the big one that we realized uh, about six months ago is you can go into MLS because they're not going to challenge you based on health protocol. And you can start the listing uh, description on all of your homes uh, with self-tour and just write out, this home has a walk-in self-tour as the very first line. And when a general realtor sends a listing to a client, yeah. and the client sees that, they'll just hurry up and go out and look at it without calling their realtor and then call their realtor later, which right. is fine. But maybe they don't want to, they had like an hour and they're like, I, I want to go see this one. And, right. I can, and I can do it without bothering anybody because that's always a big friction thing is, am I bothering somebody taking up their time? Yeah, So we, right. we figured this out. And then uh, by, let it, by putting it in MLS there on the first line, anybody who looks at any uh, you know, site with our listing, if it's, if it's out there on IDX, will see that it has a self-tour and they'll, they'll punch right in. So those were like the big, I mean, there are several tips and tricks, but those are my favorite ones, I guess. No, that's great. I think that's, uh, you know, you've done it. You've punched it out for two years. You've had some great success with it. Um, I think that's, uh, those are all great things. Those are all the things that I would have wanted to know if I'd called you up and said, Anthony, I don't know anything about self-tour. I'm thinking about implementing it. What, what, what are the things I, I got to do? What are the things I got to avoid? I'd say, um, I'd say, go check out this podcast uh, with Builder <laughs> Perspectives. <laughs> two mad men building homes. Two mad guys building Scientists homes. Scientists trying it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like it.